At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midlin from the beautiful South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip coming up this hour. Survivor talk, some survivor tenants, food for thought. You don't have to buy into what I say. You don't have to just follow it sacredly. But maybe there's something I'll say that'll be like, hey, that makes sense, young Gil. Or maybe you'll be like, "Eh, I don't like the way you're doing it. I'm going to do it my way. Which, you know, I think most people do in the end. But we'll talk survivor and survivor strategy as we are but, oh, just a little more than a month away now from the National Football League season and the obsession that is survivor. We'll do that. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Talk baseball. Pete Futak on some more college football again on the heels of our college football guide release. But first, some college football talk, some basketball talk, international basketball talk with our senior NBA analyst who uh, goes off the NBA trail for a couple of things. He's also the uh, host of Hardwood Handicappers, which he does with young Kelly Bidlin. It's Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. How you doing, JVT? No, I'm good, man. It's, you know, it's a busy time of year. I was out at training camp for a Team USA yesterday. I'll be back there later today. I'm actually sitting outside of the Fertitta Football Complex right now, UNLV. He's about to get started for their fall camp. So football's in the air, as you said. Uh, going everywhere, man. It's crazy. Wow. From practice to practice, sport to sport. The other thing that I heard that you're doing, I actually didn't hear that you're doing it. I read that you were doing this. You are modeling the NBA for the upcoming season. Is that going to happen? Yeah, so I actually I did build a pretty archaic NFL model that that I'm trying to kind of accuracy or you know get pretty accurate and ready for the NFL season. Uh, doing it with the NBA model as well, you know, I'm kind of switching gears and going to go. I think a player based model for the NBA because what I've been doing team based wise has not really been coming back uh, with a lot of correlation uh, to you know home margin of victory. So I'm going to try that out. And look, I I would very much stress as I to anybody when I've talked about this on the air. To me, this is very much an experiment to just kind of see kind of like a journalistic endeavor to see what a lot yeah. of these really smart guys do on a day to day basis and what the process is like. So am I building it to become a billionaire one day? No. But do I just want to see what the process is like? <laughs> and am I now fascinated by it? Uh, absolutely. So, yes, that is going to be an endeavor for the NBA season as well. And I've started constructing that. I love it. Yeah, we started talking through it on the last Hardwood Handicappers episode. It's it's awesome. I I a lot of props to JVT for being just, it's very open, honest out there of what he just said of, hey, I haven't done this before. I'm going to try to build this up. So, yeah, we kind of went through it on Last Hardwood Handicappers. You can check that out. 
Um, and yeah, he's going to keep doing it, man. It's, Eric Eager's going to come on and break oh, it down. Tell us where, tell tell him where the hell he uh, screwed up. And <laughs> I've seen your model. Right. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> no, I, I I will say this, JVT. When you say player based, you're on the right track because you know I'll just say Dr. Bob, who I worked with for so many years, his strength I think in modeling is that the, he he got to the minutia of the value of each player. And that's where his was better than everybody else's that he knew when a lineup had changed and based on rotations, that's what made it accurate. Not doing it by team. Cause that's too blanket. Yes. For sure. Yeah, and I would say like really quick too, like, you know, I made this point when we talked about in the podcast, you know, in the NFL, when you have 22 guys on the field at once and so many moving pieces, I, I think it's a little bit more, it's a little better for you to get some catch all statistics and do it team based. Uh, but when you're talking about the NBA where one guy can carry so much weight and where the results can be really random throughout a regular season, because scheduling and whatnot, it makes a lot more sense to do a player based in the NBA. All right, let's dovetail off uh, the two practices that you have either attended already or are about to attend. Let's talk about the one you're about to attend, which is at UNLV. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Mountain West? I know you're a keen Mountain West football and basketball, for that matter, but in this case, football observer. What do you think the uh, the di- the prognosis is for UNLV, and who do you see winning that conference? So I, I think UNLV should be competitive. I, I will be quite honest. That, you know, when you have a win total of five and a half, like heavily shaded to the over, like a buck fifty-five, uh, it seems a little expensive to me, given what this schedule looks like. You know, the Mountain West is, is not really great. Like it's not insanely top-heavy, but the teams that are in the middle are very close to one another. So. If UNLV is improved, they're going to be inserting themselves into a lot of coin flip spots at best against a lot of their opponents and to expect them to come out on the, you know, at least a you know, break even side of a lot of those coin flips, I think is somewhat foolhardy, especially when you look at some of the details of it, like, you know, Doug Brumfield quarterback for UNLV, he's very, very good, uh, but he's also got a tendency to miss some time because he is a very slight kid. Uh, he did allegedly add about 15 pounds in terms of muscle throughout the soft season. We'll see that it helps him because he's going to stick around in terms of availability. They have a much better shot but their schedule is just so challenging. They get Fresno state, they get San Jose state, they get Colorado state, all teams that I think at this point rate at the very worst equal and at the best, or, you know, excuse me, at the best equal to them and at the very worst, much better than them. And I would say San Jose state and Fresno state are in that category. So I, I think overall for UNLV very much lean to the under, it could be an improved season under Barry Odom for his first year. But I think that more comes in the ATS results as opposed to going over the win total. And as far as the whole conference is concerned, Look, I bet Fresno State a four to one to win this thing. I, I think, you know, I bet them last year, Gil, they are a very, very good program. And while they lose a lot, Jake Hanner's off to the National Football League, as there are multiple pieces on that offense. They have an offensive line that comes back largely intact. Mikey Keene comes over from UCF to take over a quarterback. Jeff Tedford's a brilliant head coach who's won multiple Mountain West titles with different quarterbacks. He's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. I think Keene's going to be able to hit the ground running. You bring seven to eight guys back from a championship defense. I think the uh, Mountain West better watch out one more time for Fresno State, especially at a price of four to one. I think it's definitely worth buying into. I got that over at Circa and a, a price I would recommend very much. Yeah, we were yesterday on the show or the day before we were going through the grid in our college football guide. And I, I said that, you know, the Mountain West was actually the conference that we had as the 18 people who were giving picks. The most consensus of any conference was yep. the Mountain West. 16 of 18 people had Boise State. And Kelly, because I guess you were on, you were here filling in, you had done this whole thing about Fresno State. Kelly was like, wait, JVT better be one of the two. And in fact, you were Fresno State yes. being your pick. All right, about the FIBA World Cup. So I think there's a, I would, I would imagine most people listening to this right now are probably even unaware that this is happening. It's an international tournament. It begins towards the end of this month. It's in the Philippines, it's in Japan, it's in Indonesia. That's where the games are going to be played. So again, much like the Women's World Cup, a bunch of overnight stuff happening in terms of our viewing. 
but you got the likes of Egypt in here and uh, Jordan and Lebanon. I mean, there's a bunch of countries, but you just went to the USA practice. Who do we have planned for our team in this? Well, it's a really young team. Uh, you know, I, I actually just put up a, an article up on the website right now, vston.com, talking about the inexperience of this squad. You know, this is the first time since 1992 where you don't have a single player on this roster that has had um, a single start at the senior level for Team USA. There's not a single guy who has done it. It's the first time since the uh, USA team has been put together involving NBA stars that not a single player on this roster uh, got an, an all-NBA nod the year prior. It's, it's a really inexperienced group. There's a couple of guys who have played at the junior level or on the select team. For those who don't know, the select team are the guys that are actually chosen uh, to practice with the senior team as they get ready for competition. Actually, Kelly, our guy Langston Galloway is on the select team. Saw him yesterday. So, um, But if you look at it, inexperience at the top of the list, Gil, like there's a lot of guys who do not have a lot of experience playing on this level. And I think that's going to lead to uh, I think a little bit of a bumpy ride for the Americans. Look, there's a lot of really good teams in the FIFA World Cup and basketball in general at the international level. You know, we can talk about the usual suspects. France, they're very old, but very experienced. You have Slovenia with Luka Doncic, who led the Olympics in scoring uh, back in 2021. And then there's other teams that are loaded with NBA talent, like Germany and others. And I think that this is going to be one where you look at the odds market, Gil, and you see them as odds on favorite. And I think a lot of that has to just do with, hey, we're America. We should be favored. But they better watch out because there's a lot of teams out there, and specifically Team Canada, a team that I've got to bet on a plus 450 to win this thing, that I think are going to give them a run for their money. I was just going to ask about Canada because don't they aren't they top, almost they almost have more of a of a more talented starting five than we do, right? I mean, I think that that's you you can argue it. We we don't know who the starting five is going to be for Team USA, but at the very least, I think they're going to have the best player on the court nearly every single time, unless they run into Slovenia at some point because they have Shea Gilders Alexander. They have Lugan Stort. They have Kelly Olynyk. You know, in the last couple of days, a little bit more um, doubt has been thrown onto what Jamal Murray's role is going to be. He's had some odd comments about getting his body ready and not really being up to speed for what Team Canada, or, you know, the rest of the Team Canada has. So I think there's very much doubt that he's going to be available at the long stretches. He's mm. out there at camp and he's playing. Mm. So that kind of that that knocks him down a peg. But Shea Gilders Alexander is going to be the best player on the floor almost every single time he takes it. So I would argue if you weight him heavily, then I would say yes, they could have the best starting five. Is Wiggins not playing? No, he is not. He is yeah, not. then that's the other thing, man. Like this is the tough part about this. You got to keep track of all these guys. You yeah. know, like Giannis, for example, for Greece. Uh, the, the Greeks are in the American group, but there is no idea whether or not he's going to play because he's recovering from knee surgery, and every quote is this, uh, you know, thing shrouded in mystery as to whether Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be available. Okay, so Canada four to one. You have a bet on them to win this. Yes. If I said to you, Plus all right, four. what say again? Oh, so plus 450 is the, the price that I got, yes. Plus 450 for JVT. Shop around, as always, with all of these. Hopefully, uh, you can shop around, and the multiple books have this available. Um, if I came to you from the future and I said, hey, JVT, USA didn't win this, Canada didn't win this, who did? What would be the bet there? You know, I think I'd probably go to Slovenia because I, I would assume that means that Luka Doncic went absolutely nuts, you know what I mean? And, and that's a group, too, that has played together for a while. Like, that's... One of the things that I think is really going to help them out in that regard is you have a group of guys who, while a lot of us in America haven't really heard of them, they have played together and had many minutes together on the international stage. And I think that's really going to weigh heavily. And as we were talking about Shea Gilders Alexander, when you have the best player on the floor at any point over the course of a small sample size tournament like this, he could carry it pretty far. I mean, he carried him to a fourth place finish in the Olympics back in 2021. So I would say Slovenia is probably at the top of the list. All right. We got 45 seconds, John. Give me your most outlying or most controversial NFL thought for the year or bet for the year. 
Uh, I think that the New England Patriots are going to be very good. Push for 10 wins and make it to the playoffs. I I like that team a lot. I I think that offense is going to be a lot better. That was a top two defense by EPA standards a year ago. Give me everything Patriots. Does that mean you have the Jets in last place in the AFC East? Uh, I think uh, at this point, it's either them or it could be the Dolphins. Again, health concerns with Tua hasn't shown an ability to stay on the field for an entire season, you know? Wow, that was a good answer to that question. I had no idea what I was going to get back, but you are definitely on an island with that. All right, JVT having a (laughs) win in double-digit wins. John, appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the practice, the UNLV practice that you're about to go to, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. Uh, at me, JVT, on the Twitter machine. We should mention that as well. Hardwood Handicappers, how how many episodes a week off season do you guys do on that? Uh, we've been doing about one a week since, I mean, Summer League. We were doing stuff every day, so it's only been, yeah. it's only been a few weeks since Summer League. How many podcasts do you do now, Kelly? How many? Uh, two. Hardwood two. Handicappers and right. Long Shots. Right. See what he ends up with, podcast-wise, in his career. See how many you can do at once. Jamal Murray's playing. He's playing? You're convinced. I bet Canada, too, by the way. Okay, you did. We'll come back, uh, I should say Jason Weingarten, rather, from Under a Cloud of Smoke, some MLB, and what else he's betting next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Soon, you will be looking live at the 2023 college football season, and VSEN is here to help. No one should be allowed to say it like that except for Brent. Our college football betting guide features best bets from writers and on-air personalities along with team previews for all 133 FBS teams. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, and I know you do, predictions, previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. College football betting guide is out now, and our subscriptions include an all-access pass to VEASAN best bets, betting tools, and daily articles. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin uh, on vacation next week. Yes, Kelly? Is that true? Yep. Where are you headed? You North to- Carolina. North Cagalagi. Yeah, Let's right. go. Go see some family. Okay, good for you. You have family up, up, up and down the uh, eastern seaboard, as they call it, don't you? Uh, next week on the show, in Kelly's absence, it is Bet Bash 3. Spanky's Bet Bash happening next week. Uh, it's happening Tuesday through Friday. And it's just a the, the greatest sports betting conference you could ever attend. And yes, Chrissy Andrews had been on this show uh, many times announcing some of the Hall of Fame inductees. The Sports Gambling Hall of Fame is happening as part of Bet Bash. But it's just a parade of, of great betting minds. Everybody gets together. It's great networking. 
And uh, I'm always humbled by who is willing to come down to the South Point. Because it's not easy from where uh, the conference is to come down to the South Point, hang out on the show. But next week in studio, ready for this? Uh, Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports will be in studio here. Uh, Rob Pizzola from the Hammer Network, of course, mm-hmm. will uh, talk Great about stuff. the panel he's going to be on uh, at Bed Bash. And remember last year, he gave us he was he was anti Detroit when everybody was pro Detroit. He gave us Detroit Lions. Uh, Matt Buckalter plus EV Analytics on Twitter. He will join us. Remember, he gave a lot a lot of alternate season win totals last year. He went five and two on them. He'll be in studio for his uh, annual appearance. Jason Weingarten, who we're about to talk to, he'll be in studio. It's always great when Jason's in studio. See what kind of a sweatsuit, what's kind of track suit he's wearing. Um, crack, of course. Ed Fang in studio from the Power Rank. Rufus Peabody in studio. Have I left anybody out? Oh, and then Monday, this is even before Bet Bash starts, Aaron Schatz will join us, not in studio, but Aaron Schatz, who, of course, is the founder of Football Outsiders. He's still doing his almanac, though not with Football Outsiders anymore. He's doing it with the FTN network, so... Um, we look forward to talking to Aaron yeah, as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, FTN does great work, too. Do you know uh, what FTN stands for, by the way? No, I don't. doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like Harry S. Truman. doesn't stand for anything. I don't mean Harry S. Truman didn't stand. I mean the S didn't stand for anything. He stood for a lot. Let's talk some history. No, let's not do that. Jason Weingarten joins us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. There's the smoke. There's Jason. How you doing, man? Good morning. How's it going? It's going very well. Uh, how into the ESPN, the Ocho uh, festivities have you gotten already? I have not, only because I have to sleep at some point. <laughs> yes, you do. It's same, the same thing, those 3 a.m. Women's World Cup games. I always want to bet on them, but like 3 a.m. is the worst time for betting, on the West Coast at least. Like, yeah. I have to stay up or I have to get up, and either way, I got to sleep sometime. So, you know, I haven't, haven't got to check in on the Ocho yet this morning, sadly. The tennis slams, I will make an exception for when they're on the other side of the world, but other than that, jet lagged, but other than that, you can't stay up and and do everything, that's for sure. Um, Though you have been known to bet a golf tournament or two without being up, I know, for sure. Are you betting? Yeah, I mean, I'll get up if I have golf, if I have money on something. Yeah. Are you betting any international golf these days or anything golf-wise? There's Liv. Liv hasn't teed off yet. They tee off at the Greenbrier. Later today, I got David Puig at 100 to one, and uh, Eugenio Lopez Chikara, who I've bet a couple times. I think I got him like 80 or 60 or something like that. But uh, yeah, not much golf this week. It's kind of a boring tournament. The Wyndham Championship, and mm-hmm. no, no uh, Euro Tour going on right now. Okay, let's. Uh, what you say? What did you say at the end there? I missed what you said. Not- I said no Euro Tour this no week. No Euro so Tour. Boring. Gotcha. Okay, uh, let's talk some baseball. Uh, mentioning at different times in the show how much I'm enjoying watching the Giants brand of baseball, two and a half back in the NL West, and the Padres and the Dodgers have a series this weekend. Giants taking on the Athletics for a couple games, and how brutal the Angels' loss was yesterday to the Mariners, giving up the Grand Slam in the ninth after they were up 3-1. to one. That on the heels of them getting shelled, Lucas Giolito getting shelled the night before their prized uh, acquisition before the trade deadline. Anything that you've seen here before we get to your picks of the day, anything you've seen here in the last few days that you wanted to remark on where it may, and maybe it's the angels where you're like, yep, you see. Wow. Well, the angels, let me tell you last night I, I turned off the game. I thought after Otani hit the home run to go up three, one, it was, it was probably over. And I went on with my night. I didn't have money on it. So I didn't have any reason to watch the end of the game there. 
all of a sudden I'm scrolling Twitter like an hour later and I see all these angels tweets and it still hadn't hit me that they lost. So I, I didn't even realize it at this point, but how like, like has, have we reached the bottom yet for Otani's just sort of like mental health in Anaheim? Like I keep saying it, but, but what else could he physically do? He, he can't do anything. He just keeps getting let down by his teammates. It's really a bummer to watch. Yeah, I should mention he he you know couldn't extend his right middle finger enough to continue pitching last night. So he he left the game quite early. I believe after the fourth inning, though. Don't hold me to that. Um, that was fourth. Yeah, that after recording the 600th uh, strikeout of his career, and then of course as as Jason alluded to, it was his 40th home run of the year, a major league leading 40th homer, and it was not enough to hold what the bullpen did after that. Um, what do you have today? Great weekend of yeah, baseball. Two, two plays today. Um, one of them being the Mariners, Luis Castillo, get their ace on the mound. Another, uh, another chance to just stick it to the angels. And, you know, I, I don't want to just, just focus on the angels here, but they went out and got Lucas Giolito. Then their, uh, their division rivals go out and get Scherzer and, and Verlander and, just looks like all these moves they made were for nothing. Like, like I know we go back and forth on the angels. They're good. They're bad. They're good. They're bad. Like, which one is it? But they just, they don't have it. And I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't like them at all. Four games out of a wild card position. The angels with still more than a quarter of the season to go. There's plenty of probably, probably going to be five after tonight. Um, <laughs> hopefully, but that's why I bet Mariners minus one eleven. The other one Padres Padres minus one twenty. It pains me to tell you I'm betting the Padres really, really does. But they're currently only four games out of the wild card, only four games out. Yeah. And they got a four game series against the Dodgers this weekend at home. Dodgers starting Bobby Miller tonight. They were projected to start Emmett Sheehan this weekend. Um, Dodgers are going into San Diego with rookie pitchers, you know, and the, the Padres are starting you Darvish and Blake's now today and Saturday. If not this is now, your season, yes. If not now, when exactly, exactly. if you're not going to turn things around, beat the Dodgers at home, pack everything up and, and call it a season. You're losers, you know, but you want, you want to get back in the race, make this a competitive August, a competitive September right now is your season. It's this weekend. So uh, Padres 120 with you Darvish tonight is a uh, play for me. And they got my eye on the Cubs. Cubs are only two and a half games out. They decided not to sell, you know, the reds, they just don't have the pitching. They're, they're an up and coming team. And they, they just don't have the pitching to get 27 outs on a day-to-day basis. I'm still not sold on the brewers either. So, you know, it's all there for the Cubs to seize, seize the day and knock both of those teams out. Baseball is so enjoyable right now. Like it, the races are so great. You, and going back to the NL West, you mentioned, I agree with you completely. With these two games, I mean, it, it, you can never say this about any 162 game schedule, but it really does feel like with the pitching matchups that this is the Padres moment. Obviously, they have, uh, you know, they've they're on a on a good stretch here. They are definitely in the wild card race. They're a game below 500. I guess we should, you know, adopt the adage that until you get to 500, there's not much to talk about, but they're a game below. And we could have a division here where if it does go the Padres' way the next couple days, Giants have a couple game, games against the A's. This could be even tighter after this weekend between the Dodgers and the Giants. And let me just ask you about the Giants specifically. I'm saying I, this is such an enjoyable team to watch. I was saying this earlier. Do you feel like you may not have a grasp of them 
because Paul Spore was telling me earlier in the week they're not getting their guild. They're not, and he was. I think he was talking playoffs, not division. I think this team is far sneakier than most are giving them credit for. I will say I, I probably overlooked them a little bit. If 61 wins, that's third best in the National League. If you had asked me who has the third most wins in the National League, I would not have figured out it was the Giants. So I'm definitely overlooking them. Uh, I think I was probably paying more attention to them at the beginning of the season, and then kind of my attention went elsewhere, and now it's it's kind of coming back. But, yeah, I'm with you. This 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 team has shown they're resilient, and it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think they're going to be one of the three wildcard teams when all said and done. Yep. Seems like that would be uh, that would be the chalk at this point in a in a very competitive beyond the Braves. Anyway, a very competitive National League in general. Uh, who is the uh, I'll leave you with this. Who's making it in the American League East to the postseason? Yankees? No. Baltimore? Yes. Rays? Probably after that. Looking like probably not. What's really funny to me, you got the Yankees 10 games back in the American League. Garrett Cole, minus 160 to win the Cy Young. Kind of makes no sense to me, although it is ironic. You know, he doesn't win the Cy Young all the years. The Yankees go to the playoffs. He's the favorite the year. They're 10 games out of yeah. the division lead. Well, and they're only weird, t- weird award market. Only two and a half out of a, of a postseason berth themselves, despite all. Thank you, Jason. Coming back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks. Betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Pete Futak joins us from collegefootballnews.com. It's college football week here on the network. College football guide, the VEASAN college football guide came out yesterday. We had Pete talking some conferences earlier in the week. We uh, we were supposed to come on and we will. We'll get Pete's thoughts on the Big Ten and the ACC here momentarily. But Pete, uh, first of all, hello and welcome. How you doing, man? You good? I I guess I'm doing better than pack people trying to figure out this Pac-12 thing so, this morning, where all of a sudden it was dead, now it's alive, then it's dead again. It's so weird. Well, so this is exactly what I was getting to. So before we get into that, this is this is just happening as we're on air. The last we heard, you can tell us if we're wrong, is that what was supposed to be the end of the Pac-12 uh, perhaps has been exaggerated. That Oregon and Washington, this per the Athletic. That Oregon and Washington, it, where it sounded like it was fait complete that they were going to leave the Pac-12 on the heels of obviously USC and UCLA doing so, and then Colorado, not quite as important, with them doing so as well. That that was kind of that was kind of the end. Now they're not leaving, and Arizona's deals are not inked yet either, so they may stay. And now, but they they just got done with this meeting where they were supposed to like figure out their grant of rights deal and all was going to be fine with the world, and they didn't do it. So they're still not we're still not sure what the exact deal is that they're being offered. And that's kind of the problem because the, it's, it's more of a big 10 problem right now than an Oregon Washington problem, because there are some parts of the big 10 that are having reservations about wanting to expand this fast. I mean, they're getting USC and UCLA next year. The big 10 can get anybody it wants at any time it wants. Big 10's getting, giving away $70 million a year in its media deal. So it can go pick and choose from any of these schools. It just is a delay on that end. 
And in the meantime, Oregon and Washington are having a little concerns like, look, travel costs are going to be a lot if we do this. We need, you know, we, we don't want to have our guys paying for soda here. We need the money here for this. So uh, it's been it's been a delay on that, but they still don't have a media deal outside of what the, what Apple's offering. So uh, this has been a real funky time for this, and it's only going to take five more twists and turns over the next <laughs> ten minutes or so while we're on the air. Yeah, here. the Pac-12. You should we should clarify does not have a media deal beyond the uh, Apple deal. Um, last thing on this. Do you like, I mean, you're no one's closer to college football than you are on a daily basis. You, you write about it every day in volume. Do you like where this is headed in general, or do you dislike this? No, I don't. I mean, usually I do. Usually I'm, I'm the everything's going to be okay guy, and people make too much out of, oh, my gosh, this tradition's gone. This, this one would stink. If the Pac-12 goes away, that's a unique subset of the college sports landscape mm-hmm. where you have the California schools. They're different. No, the fan bases aren't as crazy as the SEC ones because there's stuff to do there's in California. Stuff to do. There's, yes. there's stuff to do. They live in places that are actually kind of cool with things that you can go do besides being insane over college sports. But they get into it. Of course they do. It would just I, – I don't want to see the Pac-12 go away just because – it is a different slice of the college landscape that's different. Arizona's not a Big 12 school. It just that doesn't fit. They're not middle America, you know, and so it's I would kind of like to see the separation of conference power still stay a little bit more. Yeah, I always said that when I lived in California, like, you know, when Stanford and Cal played the big game, they made such a big deal about it that week. And I'm like, no one really cares about this. Uh, and then USC, UCLA, yeah. I always thought, oh, you just go to the beach after this, whoever loses. Um, exactly. Oh, yeah. All right, Big Ten, because we didn't get a chance. You and I didn't anyway to talk Big Ten. I was saying earlier, Kelly was, I have Michigan getting to uh, the Final Four. This would be a three-peat, if you will, for uh, for Jim Harbaugh. They get the game against Ohio State at home. Their schedule's super easy. So is Ohio State's. Penn State's supposed to be really good. How do you see it shake it out? Yeah, exact same. I'm kind of figuring it's going to be kind of like last year where uh, there is going to be a blip along the way. And that Michigan Ohio State game is going to decide things one way or another. I I think Ohio State rolls through this schedule. I, I you look at what they've got. It's not easy. Penn State's tough. Going to Notre Dame's tough. But going to Wisconsin might be a loss. Uh, but this is a schedule that's very manageable for a team that's still it's right on par with Georgia uh, in terms of talent. And we all you know, it keeps getting forgotten over the course of uh, the history of the last several months. But if, if Noah Ruggles hits that kick straight, Ohio state wins the national championship and Georgia is just kind of, Oh, can they bounce back after losing the semifinal? So Ohio state's right there, but you look at Michigan, this might be Harbaugh's best overall team. His mm-hmm. lines are great. The defense is great. He's got the best quarterback he's had since he's been there. That backfield of Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum is, it might be the best in America. That's an NFL tandem there. And you said, like you said, look at the schedule. It loads up fast with a lot of easy wins, but then they have to go on the road all pretty much a, a whole bunch over the second half of the season. So it's not going to be easy, but I do think it's going to come down to Michigan, Ohio state. And I do think both of them end up getting in the final four. Is there a season win total in that conference, either to the good or to the bad over or under that you think is the best of the bunch? Uh, at the moment, I'm kind of liking wherever you're seeing uh, Purdue. I think they're going to be vastly undervalued in all this. Uh <clears throat> Excuse me. And that depends on where you're getting Ohio State or Michigan. Anytime it, is it, it goes for all the teams here, anytime you can get a 10 and a half, you, you go under just because it's just, it's hard to go to 11. 
and it's definitely hard to get to 12. So if you're getting a 10 and a half on either one of those, it's fair to say they're going to go under because one of them is going to beat the other. And they both have to deal with Penn State, and they both have a bunch of landmines. Like Maryland's a landmine this year. That's a that's a dangerous team. There's a whole bunch of other games in this mix. So if you can get ten and a half on either Michigan or Ohio State, go for it. All right, ACC. Um, if we talk about a three-headed monster at top, maybe uh, you know other teams will have something to say about that. But established quarterbacks: Drake May at North Carolina, obviously Jordan Travis at FSU, Cade Klubnik, not the same as that. Um, a little more of a but league. probably better overall. Eventually. Okay, so so they, that's what you think. Better overall, eventually. Well, May well maybe not May talent wise. He's a top three overall pick, so I'm not going to go there. But Klubnik's supposed to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he was at that level of recruit. Uh, it he struggled obviously in the bowl game a little bit, but talent wise, it's all there for him to be the next great uh, Oregon State, or Oregon State, so Oregon State, uh, Clemson quarterback. But then again, I was I still love DJ Uyunglele, who's now at Oregon State. So uh, the talent is there to be just that good. Uh, in, in all of this, I am not a thousand percent buying into Florida State like everyone else did. I know everyone's in love with them, but they might start the year two and two. I mean, they start with LSU. That's probably a loss. Southern Miss, they'll win that. They have to go to Boston College. They'll win, but that's still a little bit of a fight. And then they got to go to Clemson. So this this whole Florida State thing can be derailed right out of the gate. Now, if they beat LSU or Clemson and go three and one right. or better, yeah. all of a sudden that changes the dynamic. But I think they're going to lose both those games. And I still think Clemson's Clemson's better. I mean, Clemson won it, we again in the revisionist history here. If Clemson doesn't gag late against South Carolina, they go on to beat North Carolina and they're in the college football playoff getting whooped by probably Georgia in Ohio State's out. So they're even better this year. They are loaded defensively on the front seven with guys who are going to be taken in the top 50 in the NFL draft next year. So this isn't the Clemson team of the past. It's going to roll on to win the national championship, but to win the ACC, Florida State's got to come to Clemson, so I'm going Clemson. Yeah, but that see that is though you touch on it. We and you and I touch on this every year as others do, which is you know baseball is 162 games. If your handicap is right, you can overcome negative variance during the season, right? And you can it'll manifest over that many games. NFL is 17 games, super small sample size. College football is the ultimate small sample size. So you set up with Florida State. Yep. Those are those two games: LSU neutral site and then at Clemson. If they win one of those all of a sudden it shifts from, you know, well, let's see what kind of bowl they can get to, to uh, if they don't lose again, they might be in the national championship. Who knows, right? So that's all it takes. Well, look at the, well, look at the finishing kick, too. At Wake Forest, at Pitt, if in early November for Florida State, that's going to be a cold-weather game. Tough. Miami, who, who's considerably better this year, and then they close out at Florida. None of those are ga- uh, just two-foot putts. True. So I, I would actually, so we're talking, you know, who do I like win total wise under on Florida state? Because I I'm more under the idea that this is more eight and four than 11 and one, not because they're not talented, not because they're not great, but because there's a lot of nasty road games in this whole mix here. And now a comment from Florida state Seminole, Kelly Bidlin. Oh, Peter was great having you on. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't make your team better. I, if I could do it, if I could do it, I would happily make your team. And I can't get your team out of the ACC. I have no ability to stop them from or to, to get them out of their grant of rights deal. It's going to keep them until you know doomsday. So uh, I would if I could. Hey, Pete, don't worry. Uh, FSU legend Drew Weatherford is all over it. Okay, he's working on it hard. Yeah. <laughs> Last thirty seconds here, Pete. Is there is there a sneaky team in the ACC that we ha- have not mentioned? 
Boston College, they're going to be better. and Nobody's going to think anything of them because it's the ACC and there's a whole lot of different teams there. But they do have the pieces in place to have a far, far better team than they've had over the last few years. All right. Peter Futek, everybody. Collegefootballnews.com is where he plies his trade. How pumped are you for college football? My goodness. I am pumped. At Pete Futek, F-I-U-T-A-K. Thank you, Peter. There you go. My man. The Ray Romano tweets will begin on the comparison of Pete Futek to Ray Romano. <laughs> Happens every year. Happens every time. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Not before we talk survivor strategy. Let's talk some survivor next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Use the BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log into your BetMGM account today to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. 72 hours to log in to claim and to use the bonus bet after you log in. This bonus bet is on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Promotion may differ per customer. 21 and over to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, and Maryland. Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE New York. That's H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This offer not valid to Puerto Rico residents. That's Puerto Rico residents. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, Kelly uh, document uh, documentary, I should say. What's wrong with me? Documentary recommendation. We've Remember? been all over the docs recently. What, yeah. what you got? Well, I'm on like episode three of quarterbacks. I'm still oh, it's my way so through. good. Isn't yeah, it good? It is cool. it's, really it's awesome. Quarterback, quarterbacks on uh, Netflix. Again, a uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota focused docu series. Eight episodes. So good. It's very good. It'll get you pumped for football. And uh, Steph Curry, the one I want to mention, is the one on Apple TV about Steph Curry. What? I'm oh, I haven't even it seen is anybody talk about that. Tremendous. Love it. On Apple? On Apple. Okay. Uh, it is called Underrated. Stephen Curry, Whew. Underrated. 
and it has. I'm firing that up on the plane. Goes go. back. It's a lot of it from the Davidson days, and it's so so good. And you realize as much as we appreciate Steph Curry, four championships, changing the game of basketball, we do not appreciate him enough. What he did no. from nowhere. No, we don't. Unrecruited. I mean, and th- th- those Davidson days, like that was such an awesome. It was such an awesome run. And, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I was definitely one of those people where I was like, what an adorable story. Like, this is such a great story. Dale Curry's kid. Yep. He can't miss a shot. This is great. Too bad, like, this is as far as he's going to go. Like, this isn't going to translate. And then just, just change the NBA. They talked to his teammates from that team. How they just, you know, they rode him to glory. Um, how close he still is with the coach back then. Um, it's just, and you know, a lot of his family, his kids are, are featured in it as well. Him going back to get his degree. It's, it's awesome. I'm the whole thing. I'm seeing it behind you. I'm pumped for the Lakers show to start back up again. Oh, showtime. Winning time, showtime. Yeah. Oh, winning time. Is it called? Yeah. Winning time. Yeah. Winning time. <laughs> yeah, I actually got one right. Everything about um, that was great except for they just destroyed Jerry West. Yeah. Which some people say is accurate. Some people are like, I don't know why they did that. I, I feel like most of what I read from people that know him said, like, both of those things. <laughs> like, a lot of it's accurate, but it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Um, the other one, what was the uh, what was the other thing I just saw Steph on? Um, the, that show that I think's on the internet, just on the internet, but it's, it, what is it, Hot Ones or Hot Wings or whatever. You ever seen that where they eat the, oh, eat yes. the hot wings, the really hot sauce? Comes sauces? up on TikTok or Instagram. Or it, what, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great idea. I don't think the guy's a great interviewer, but that's just me personally. Yeah, he's, he, you don't think about him at all. Yeah, I don't think about him at all. I think it's a great idea for a show, but Steph was on there. Oh, he, and he was. He was telling a story about, like, his first interactions with Kobe in the league. I Those were amazing stories. That That's one you got to go check out if you get a few moments. I couldn't get past the third level of those wings, I'm guessing. Oh, it's it's... It's bad because, like, they, in that type of story, he's talking about Kobe, and it's like even he's got, you know, he's got a sniffle a couple of times. You're like, oh, is he, is he kind of crying? No, he just ate like really hot wings. That's why. The only other time Kobe came up on the show, real quick, because I want to get to Survivor, we were off air and we were talking about Diana Taurasi yesterday, and you compared her to Kobe. Diana Taurasi, just... the Mercury yesterday, becoming becoming the first WNBA player to score ten thousand points. She scored forty two in the Mercury's twenty point win over the Dream last night. I, I didn't see the game, but just watching the highlights, it was like she's taking every shot and just making everything. And you go and you pull up the box score, and it, it was pretty much that way too. He had, she had forty two. Nobody else had scored double digits on the team. She was the entire score, the entire scoring for the entire uh, for the team. By the way, hard knocks. If you're wondering, begins next week. On HBO, Max. Yes, yeah. See, I th- whatever you call it. Still, I think I got a few things to get through before I get done. I do, I do too. All right, Survivor. This is uh, we we sort of wet our appetite with this yesterday when Crack was in here talking about Week One and how there's only one team favored by more than six and a half points, that being the Baltimore Ravens. Week One. There's a couple teams, other teams that are six and a half point favorites. Maybe the Commanders will end up being the most popular selection week one. And it sort of got us thinking, what about just overall survivor strategy? And Kelly, this is, again, falls under the category of maybe you like what I have to say here. Maybe you don't, you know, just hopefully there's some food for thought. There's something in this for you. First of all, I always say the game is misnamed, right? The fact that it's called Survivor gets most people to think the object here is to survive. When the object is to win, the object is to win. Keep that in mind because... If most people have a survivor mentality, that will shift the game theory over to you, and you will actually have the proper mentality to get to the promised land with this. Um, 
That said, I don't think you get too cute early. We talked about earlier on the show how there's some people who, who they map it out from the beginning of the year. They're like, there you go, 18 weeks of football. I figured it all out. Now I'm just on autopilot. Well, I don't think you get too cute the first handful of games, the first month of football, because we on this show, we on this network, anyone who's talking about pro football during the summer, we're talking. None of us knows a thing. Yeah. None of us knows a thing. That doesn't mean that we don't have something of value to say at some point. Maybe there's an opinion that manifests. But the truth is, is like how many NFL seasons is it there were one, two weeks into the season where we're like, oh, my God, I completely had this team wrong every year. Every year. I'm just like, examples from a year ago. Yes. Uh, Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts were going to just smoke the AFC South. Right. And then, oh, boy, that division of death in the AFC West. Oh, boy. You didn't want to play in that. It's going to be the greatest division of all time. <laughs> I totally said those words, too. I'm sure I did to some degree as well. But, but I do think, so I don't think you do that at the beginning. I think at the beginning, you don't play it cute you, you gravitate towards, even though, you know, we don't know much, there are some things you know probably better than others. You play it conservatively. This is just my opinion. But I do think about five, six weeks through the season, then maybe you start with the mapping out, right? You're, you're deep enough into it. There's probably a lot of people eliminated by that point where you start the map out. But again, not a sacred thing. But here are the big tenets to know generally, whether you agree with when you start to map and when you don't. Maybe you don't map at all. Uh, know the size of your pool. Like with DFS, know the size of your pool. The fewer people that are in it, the less frisky you got to get, the more conservative you ought to be. The more people that are in it, uh, the more sort of chance-taking you should take, generally speaking. Um, You should really employ game theory at that point. Again, remember, the object is to win, not to survive. Often, and this is a big point, often the option on a given week that is just a few percentage points lower in win probability, but is far less popular, can be a great pick. That is the big thing to know. It's one thing to know the size of your pool. It's another to know what is going to be the most popular pick of that given week. That's where the game theory comes in. If so, you know, I, I once asked Jeff Parles, we did a thought exercise when he was the producer. We we're heading into the Thanksgiving game, and I said, Jeff, there's 100 people left. If you knew 99 were going to take the Cowboys, would you take the Raiders? And he said, I couldn't do it. And I was like, Jeff, how often in life do you get a chance at $6 million? Mm-hmm. Right? You have to be able to just, and this is the problem with Survivor, you've survived for, survived, right, for as long as you have. The ability to put it all out on the line, you have to be able to do that mentally if you think it's going to give you this great win percentage advantage uh, if that team, if the, if the most popular team is going to get knocked out. You have to think that way. Specific pool rules, you know, like with Circa, you have to know that there's a Thanksgiving quirk in there. So you have to be able to, you know, you can't go into, a, a obviously, a, a contest like that not knowing that because then you'll expend the Thanksgiving teams. So you got to know stuff like that. And that's just some myths that you hear people say during a Survivor year. Well, they'll say things like, well, you know what? I never play division games. You should always avoid division games. Well, the truth is, um, because the, the belief of that is that, you know, that their upsets are more likely when two division rivals get together. But the truth is, is that even though that may sound good and easy for your brain to digest, oh, yeah, that sounds right. Division rivals, more, more upsets happen. The evidence simply doesn't support it since 2002. 
Among teams favored by five points or more, the types of teams you would pick in Survivor generally, division favorites have actually won a higher percentage than non-division favorites. So you have to sort of stay away from that kind of advice in general. Some things just sound better than they actually are in reality. Uh, And then one thing that is true, though, like then there's other advice that people give, you know, road favorites do, in fact, lose more than home favorites do. So some things that people like to throw around are actually true, some aren't. Just keep those things in mind. So again, um, some of those things are going to resonate with you, others are not. I hope there's something in there for you to keep in mind when we start Survivor, whether it's Circa, whether it's your own local Survivor pool, whatever. It's the best contest going, period. More than a contest, an obsession. One question for you real quick. Do you max out entries if you can I think you get close, if not fully. Yes. Though 10 is a lot for a lot of people. I hear you. For Circa this year. When it was six last year, I did five. Just to give you an example. Can't wait. We've done all we can do. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 